When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A 12-year-old boy from Kentucky over the weekend broke the Guinness World Record by building a Star Wars Millennium Falcon micro fighter kit in less than two minutes. So congratulations to the parents who spent 150 bucks to keep their kid busy for two minutes. <laughs> in a new interview, the co-founders of Ben & Jerry's said they want to make it easier for Americans to sue police officers who abuse their authority, which is why they've introduced their new flavor, Defudge the Police. <laughs> Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Well, good day, everybody, and happy hump day and wines day, Wednesday, obviously, and Whiskey Wednesday, and I think that's everything. Sure. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think you covered it all. There's so many things that we're going to cover here in today's After 9. We'll start off with the Golden Globes. You have learned a couple of things. Uh, yeah, well, the nominations came down today, so I can give you a few of the uh, highlights. I'm happy... Because in the moment, I'm in the Shit's Creek moment right now because I'm still binging the show currently. So I'm very into Shit's Creek and it is Canadian and I love that it was filmed so locally. And here we are again. The show is up for Best Comedy and all of the cast members have a nod. That's amazing. Dan Levy must be on cloud nine considering he's also hosting SNL this weekend. That's a pretty amazing week if I've ever heard of that. Uh, also, Is that essential travel, by the way, that Dan Levy's going to do this weekend down to New York? Um, I, I don't know the, the whole deal. I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know if he even came from Toronto to there. I don't know if he w- has been in New York City for a while anyway. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Chadwick Boseman received a, a nod, uh, posthumously, of course. We have, uh, oh, this is what I'm really excited about, but I don't know how it's going to look. So they've announced that Tina Fey and Amy Poehler love those two. They're going to be hosting the show, but they're in two completely opposite locations. One is in L.A. That'd be Amy Poehler. She lives there. And then Tina Fey will be in New York City. So they're going to broadcast at the same time from two different locations, obviously two completely different time zones. So we'll see what that looks like. Um, it's going to be a little different, but at least they can continue on. I was worried, like aside from TV, because we did have some options, but movies, I mean... Few and far in between here. So you had a pretty good shot of getting a nomination as long as you had a movie out in the last year. Let's put no, it that it's true. Way. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely true. So some of them, that's why some of them honestly did take me by surprise. But I realized that really when you have to pick from one of those, the streaming services probably did the best, which is, it's crazy. They've now reached a point where they're doing better, TV and film, then a lot of the other uh, movie picture that were that were supposed to release it in theaters, but put it elsewhere. So anyway, uh, full list of nominations is available if you're interested in that. The Shit's Creek one gets me. I mean, that show's been on for a very long time, and nobody gave a fuck. That's what happened until though. America noticed it. But you know what? It really reminds me of certain Canadian singers. There's Canadian singers that are just. Trying and trying and trying to get some attention and nobody pays any attention to them. Mm -hmm. But then they go down to the States and for whatever reason, lightning strikes at the perfect time and they make it big. And then Canada embraces them like, oh, yeah, we've been on that train for a long time. 
No, you weren't. There's a whole ton of examples of Canadian artists that have made it big in the States and then came back to Canada. And well, I don't blame them for having a bit of a fuck you attitude. Yeah. Uh, Shit's Creek, if I were them, I'd be like, yeah, you know what, Canada, you're great and we're patriotic people. But this show wasn't shit until it became big in America. And now you're raving about it like you've been a fan since day one. It's. Uh, I'm glad to see them get the attention they deserve. Yeah. It just seems like if it's that good a show, people should have been watching it all along. Yeah, well, in all fairness, I mean, didn't you cut the cable? A lot of people did cut the cable. And when it was only available on CBC, okay, maybe you could have gone to cbc.ca. I'm not sure about that. No, not a lot of people would go out of their way to do it. It's the convenience. It's also about networking who you know and your connections. And they were able to get connected. They have big enough names where it worked out. Netflix scored a deal, Netflix Canada, then Netflix US, then other countries uh, hooked on to this and now people absolutely love it i kind of like that we have hidden gems that all of a sudden explode i think it's nothing but great for for our industry i don't hate on it at all i've got a lot to say about what was announced yesterday and what's going to be announced today and we'll get to that coming up just a couple more uh trending type stories though the bachelor is now not going to be filmed in canada and that's disappointing because i was actually kind of looking forward to seeing uh, beautiful Alberta showcased on the show. I know that would have been so cool. It would have been the first time they have had trips out to, if I'm not mistaken, it was Banff or something at one point, but they've never done a full fledged bachelor or bachelorette. And I'm excluding the bachelor Canada or whatever gung show that was lot many years ago, like eight years ago now, but they've never filmed it entirely in Canada. So this would have been a first Jasper park lodge was completely booked for two months for this, but with our new restrictions that we have in place, it was just too much too much for them. So ABC is the one that pulled the plug because it was just, it was uh, all too much. So it's no longer going to happen there. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Oh, and by the way, if they just want a cold, it's too bad they can't find a way to do it in Canada because we have some of the most beautiful scenery in the world and they want a colder type vibe for this, right? Yeah. Apparently they're looking into places that have, that are colder temperatures for this one. So, I mean, whether they do, uh, Jasper there, or they do Whistler, or they do Tremblant, or Quebec City. There's so many beautiful, cold places here, but the travel restrictions are just fucking crazy. But so me, I, I, I mean, maybe that's a possibility, an open door for a couple of years from now, or a year from now even. I hope, because I think it would really do a lot for tourism. There's a lot of Americans who just think that we all live in igloos and probably never even crossed their mind to do a vacation in Canada. But hey, to our American listeners, this is a great place to come. Don't come now. <laughs> We're going to fuck you hard when you get here if you do. You're going to pay two grand to stay in a hotel for three days, yep. stick all kinds of swabs up your nose. We're going to follow you around for two weeks to make sure you self-isolate, and then you can go ahead and do whatever it is you wanted to do. <laughs> is that the main hang-up, by the way? Is it the, the $2,000 fee and, and oh, all that money. sort of shit? It's money. Yeah, it's $2,000 for every person. And they have not just everybody competing on the show, but they have a ton of cast and crew members that need to occupy that 400 and plus room hotel. So it's too much money. Hmm. What does Chris Harrison do? When you don't see him on TV, where is that guy? Is he just chilling, having yeah. a great time? Yeah, so he's 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 talked about it before, and I always found it interesting, too. Uh, normal seasons, there are times where he's able to come and go, but the last couple of seasons, he has to stay in his bubble, except for the fact where he made the mistake of, of helping his son move into his college dorm. You might remember that fiasco. 
Uh-huh. And then when he got back, they, he was told, okay, well, don't even go near anybody. Like, you got to take a test, dude. You weren't supposed to leave. But anyway, he apparently just chills. Like, that's literally what he does. He stays in his room. He gets, he hangs out with the cast member because they're, again, they're all in a bubble. They're very good friends. So they're, he gets to basically hang out with his friends for a couple of months as he films it. And then he's needed every now and again to host some kind of a weird competition or a date or tell them when the rose ceremony is. And it's a pretty sweet gig. Let's be honest. I think he's got the best job in television. I think he does. And how amazing, like long running, he's been doing it for how many years now? God, like close to, like probably 15 years at least. He's the best at it though. He's He's so, so good. Fabulous. Listen, there's not a lot of TV that I'm interested in doing. Nor is there a lot of jobs anymore, particularly after what happened yesterday. But if I if I was going to do TV, I would want to do either The Bachelor or a game show. Game show hosts have got it made. When Jimmy Kimmel goes in to do Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, it takes up very, very little of his time. And he gets paid a fortune to do it and probably enjoys it. When Jane Lynch does The Weakest Link, there's nothing to that show for her. It's all scripted. She just has to sit there and have some fun think, and get paid a lot of money. Yes. Well, no, she is. She does have the talent, though, and the quick wit. She she does actually work with what she's given to, though. If you do watch it, it's not necessarily all scripted. But she's really good at what she does. So she makes it seem pretty seamless. But she'll answer back to people. So that's how you know it's not scripted, some of the stuff. But that said, yeah, you know what the best part about game show hosting is? What's when that? you're doing it, you're actually doing four, five, six episodes in a row on in one day. It's one long-ass day. But it's weeks worth of content for them. So you basically go in there, even if it's two straight days of 12 hours a pop, you're doing all of these host, 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 back to back to back to back, as long as it's not a live game show or reality show. You're just doing back to back to back. And then it airs for months. And it makes it seem like you're working like twice as hard than you actually are. It's great. Mm, That'd be a great gig. Yeah. Uh, I did kind of allude to it. So I'll, I'll mention it here. Yesterday, it was a horrible day for the broadcasting industry in Canada. Second bad day in a row. And we're led to believe today will be the third. But yesterday alone, 215 Canadian media people lost their job. You know, I know that there's people who are talking about the small businesses and stuff like that. And and it's tragic how many people have lost their job. But you would think that media during a pandemic would be fairly safe. Uh Uh-uh. 215 jobs wiped out yesterday at Bell. If you're one of those people who lost your job yesterday, I feel for you. It's not like there's new radio stations popping up every fucking day. So it's going to be very, very difficult to get back into the biz. And that sucks. Yeah, I mean, it was on Monday, by the way. But they also got rid of, like, completely got rid of newsrooms everywhere. And you'd think that that would be, right now, who you want in there is your news people. So that part is kind of disappointing. I know that business, you know, it's all about business, too, and who's making money. But it's all it does suck. It, and a lot of people making the comment about it being Bell Let's Talk just last week. And then this week, it's like, they do you think they purposely waited to do all these layoffs right after that? Well, I mean, doing it right after Bell Let's Talk is a bad look. Doing it right before would have been a bad look. I, I don't know if there really is a right answer there. Mm-hmm. But either way. Fuck, that sucks. So many really talented news people lost their job. And on-air people, a lot of camera operators. What a shitty situation. I mean, this fucking thing has got to end. Unfortunately, it's not going to anytime soon. Uh, Did you watch the PM yesterday? I did see see some of it, yes. He did it with a straight face. That fucking guy. (laughs) And and, and I'm fair here, I think, with JT. 
So I, I've praised him when he's done well, and I'm going to shit on him a little bit here. But with a straight face, he looked at the camera yesterday and tried to convince us that it's a good idea that Canada makes its own vaccines so we don't have to be relying on other countries. And then just sort of mumbled at the end, it'll be open later this year. What? What? Wait, wait a second. You guys had options here. There's facilities that are already existing that could do this. There's also private companies willing to take it on, but they want to start from scratch and make this a government deal. So it won't even be built until the end of the year. But we've all been told that by September, any Canadian who wants one will have a shot three months at least after we've all had an opportunity to get a shot is when we can start rolling out vaccines here in Canada. You can't tell me that there's no way that we can get that built faster or that there's not some ambitious private company out there that wouldn't take that multi-billion dollar order to get up and running sooner than next the end of this year. Probably the way we work, the beginning of next year or even summer 2022. Yeah. To be fair and to be real. Is it really going to take that long to get this up and running? I mean, fuck, if that's the case, why didn't we start doing this back in July? Why didn't we start building the facilities to get a vaccine as soon as it's approved into production? We totally could have done that. Why are we announcing this in February 2021 and trying to sell us on it like it's a great idea? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great idea. Ten fucking months ago. <laughs> where is this now? I don't know. Are I, you kidding me? Um, maybe they just felt like they were able to or could rely on every every uh, connection that that they possibly had that the government had with with uh, the distributors. I don't know. I, I and I won't even begin to pretend I know the logistics of how these things work or run. So I, I don't I don't really I don't really know. It is it's too bad, but I, we do need it eventually. So it's better that they start now, I guess, than not at all. Well, yeah, but I mean, Shitty, when you think. Yeah. It's kind of like the whole, yeah, we've ordered more doses per capita than any other country in the world. Okay, but at the end of the day, we only need 37 million total doses like of the both shots. Why on earth are we ordering four different vaccines for every single Canadian? It doesn't make any sense. Let's get the ones that we need for now. Then we can talk about the extras. I'd love to know what the angle here is. Is this just to try and save face? And how much money is this government spending to try and save face and to cover up the fact that this vaccine rollout has been a total debacle start to finish? Uh, when we audit the books on this at the very end of all of this, it's going to be very, very telling how much money we've spent on different things. It's nuts. Uh, starting up a factory at the end of this year, which will probably be summer 2022, to make vaccines that everyone will have already had one. That seems crazy to me. Sure, we need it. And we should be making our own vaccines here. Maybe it can make other vaccines, which would be awesome. But if this was specifically for COVID, should have been done a long time ago. A lot of people are waiting to get the kids out of their house during the day. They want them back in school, and it looks like they're about to get their wish today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems so. An announcement's going to be made later on this afternoon, so maybe by the time you're listening to the podcast, it's already out. We um, we believe that, yeah, they're going to say that school will be in. Are there any modifications, though, to when school was in last time? Are we hearing, or will it probably be the same as previous before lockdown? Well, it's weird because they say school was perfectly safe. And in in December, they took a bit of a victory lap on that. Like, look at that. We were able to safely keep schools open all through the first semester. 
That's why I didn't understand why we pushed back the return to school. If they're saying that our numbers spiked at Christmas because kids were out of school and that everybody was safe while they were in school, then it doesn't make sense that we would intentionally keep them out of school any longer than we had to right now. So I don't really know what to make of it. I do think the kids need to get back to school, though. I mean, it was one thing back in the fall. Eh, it's kind of neat. Some people are distancing. Some people are actually in classes. Fine. Now, though, with everybody doing distance, it seems like kids are getting a little sick of it. And I don't blame them. And we need everybody to buy in on this. So if sending them back to school is the practical option and the safe option, fucking right. Send them back. But it's not going to be for everybody. Uh, Ryan Imgrund, who is a biostatistician that's been on our podcast a couple of times and on our FM radio show, he says that going back to school this Monday is basically everybody, with the exception of Toronto, York, and Peel, the three main hotspots. They won't go back until the following week, which would be a short week right after Family Day. Okay. Yeah. That's probably a good compromise, right? I would think. Yeah. I think so. I, I think that nobody should complain about that. I mean, I mean, we talk hot spots and some of them are hot. Some of them are fucking boiling. And they're one of the ones that have been fucking boiling for a while. So they should be okay with the fact that it's going to be an, an extra week. But everyone as a whole looking better. So that's good. The silhouette challenge is something that you need to know about, ladies. Because I don't think there's any guys doing it. Is that a safe bet? Um, not many. Not many. Yep. Silhouette challenge, for those who don't know, is you basically strip down and you do a sexy little dance and you film it. And using the filters that are available from TikTok and other sites, you can almost like overlay it in red. It creates a silhouette of you dancing. So you're naked and you're putting putting it out there like a stripper. It it looks like a red light special kind of filter, if you guys will. You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, They say it was originally created as a way to empower the female body. I don't know why people do it or if they're all doing it for that reason, but here we are, the Silhouette Challenge, and there's lots of them out there. But some of these really horny nerds figured out how to go in and remove the filter. So when you think, "Ah, everybody just sees my silhouette and I'm dancing and I look pretty good in that, they can remove that filter and actually see everything. You full-blown nude doing a strip show. I don't understand how the hell they did it, and I guess it's not, not not really something I need to understand, but they're advising women, if you've posted one of those videos and you did it for fun, not because you wanted to actually show off your boobs and your butt, you should probably delete that before somebody gets a hold of it and figures out how to remove the filter. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Like, how do they remove the f- Do you get it? Do you understand it? Uh, I know. I, I, of course not. No, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, you adjust. You probably just like find a way to download it yourself. That's the only way I could imagine you do it. It's not from playing it. It's from actually downloading the video. So you have to have the ability to have the video in your hands, basically, and then yeah. adjust and work with the video on your end. But like... Nobody feels creepy doing that. Nobody feels creepy. Like, first of all, downloading someone else's videos, which there are settings you can put in there so that people don't or don't have the ability to do it. But people always find a way, right? Maybe they'll use one of those screenshot. It's not a screenshot, but, you know, the capture, the capture apps. Yes. So they'll find a way to capture it. They'll find a way to do it. And then, I don't know, from there, I guess there's there's filter removals and all kinds of things that you can do, I guess, to to make it happen. But I don't know. Look, and I, I'm not saying that it's okay what they're doing. It's not. But you also have to be so careful. Like, how many times have we said this and, and heard these stories about all kinds of different shit? This is just one example of many where we have to say, 
ask yourself if you really should be doing this anyway. Or ask yourself if in the worst case scenario, that video of you naked, if it makes it out there, are you okay with that? Like, what are you thinking when you do stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think people are kind of fishing for comments, aren't they? They want people to say, oh, you look great, or oh, that's awesome. That's the only reason I can think that someone would do it is just for attention. But I don't think they wanted this much attention, like you're sitting in Pervert's Row watching a stripper dance. Yeah, yeah. But that's what these videos end up looking like. With the, the filter, okay, silhouette, red light kind of deal, fine. But without the filter, you're just playing dancing nude in your living room. Yeah. And some nerd over in, I don't know, fucking Argentina is watching you getting off on this shit. I'd take those videos down if I were you. Or uh, be cognizant of what you're wearing. They say if you're going to do it, you should at least just get it down to lingerie and not put all your bits and pieces out there. Yeah. And again, ask yourself if whatever you're doing, you're okay if it does get out. Like worst case scenario it. Worst case scenario everything you do on social media. Everything you do on social media is uh, something you should be proud of, not not something (laughs) you would want to get in the wrong hands, you know? Yeah. Not something. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. This year, they say we will spend an average of $165 on Valentine's Day. That's down 31 bucks from just a year ago. But there's a couple asterisks on this year's Valentine's Day, 11 days away, in case you're wondering. The vast majority of people say because of the situation we're in, this is the year where you should go all out. This is a year where you should put in the effort and make sure the other person knows exactly how much you love them. Hmm. Men are going to spend an average of $231. Women will spend an average of $101. I'm good with that. I'd really rather that 101 go down to zero. Valentine's Day is for a guy to spoil a girl. Right. Or for you to spoil your partner. It's not really a guy's thing. I, I can't think of guys getting excited for the gifts they might get on February 14th. That's not a thing, is it? I, I don't know. I mean, I I don't. Does your husband get excited? Does he ever give you like a, a list? No, but we don't really sell it. We don't really do gifts on Valentine's Day. It's not, that's not our day. It's not our day. I don't know how else to put it. I plan on, really, I focus it on the kids. We have kids. So for me, it's like, yeah, I'm going to spoil the kids. We're going to do some heart you know, themed activities and do cookies. I already bought everything for the cookies, like all that kind of stuff. But we romantically, like, no, I mean, we might do some takeout or something, but we keep it pretty low key. Some people are really excited about Valentine's Day and I get it. I don't, I'm not sure though. It's, it's still that way where if you, if we're talking heterosexual relationship where it's always the women expecting something from the man, is that what you're saying? I think so, yeah. Well, it's, I so don't know any guys that are expecting anything. Or is your girlfriend expecting something from you? Um, yeah. On some level, I'm sure she is. She knows it's Valentine's Day. She knows it's uh, the day when, when you're supposed to spoil. And I think guys should go above and beyond and really go out of their way to do it. And I know some people, the, ah, the fucking Hallmark holiday and blah, blah, blah. Fine, then don't do it. But generally speaking... That's what you do on Valentine's Day. 
you spoil your girl or your partner. That's just the way it's always worked and probably the way it always will. I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, maybe you should do it more than you already do. Maybe you have another day that you celebrate, and that's all fine. But this is the day where if there's nothing else in place, you go the extra mile. But let me ask you a question. Does your pet get anything on Valentine's? I don't think I've ever given Leo a gift on Valentine's Day. But he is one of the most important men in your life. I mean, if I had to say, you got your husband, you got your father, and you've got Leo. He's my boy. He's definitely my boy. But I I find it easy to spoil him throughout the whole year. I don't think... And also, he doesn't know what the fuck Valentine's Day is. He doesn't know. Maybe he does, though. Now you're making me think. Maybe he'll see me doing things like, oh, here's a little cute balloon bouquet for the kids. And he's going to go, well, I'm one of your fucking kids. Where's my balloon bouquet? (laughs) (laughs) This is bullshit. So maybe I should. (laughs) You know what? If any dog was going to have that attitude, it would be your dog. It would be Leo. He'd be like, what in the fuck is happening around here? What's going on here? Yeah. (laughs) Listen, bitch. Where's my shit? (laughs) I I let you pet me all the time and oh. and I see you naked every single fucking day and and you got to do something for me. Today's my day. <laughs> Valentine's, bitch. Spoil me. <laughs> um <laughs> this is a, a, a couple of random stories that I don't really want to get too into, but I'll throw out the headline anyway. In Wisconsin, several teachers have been suspended. After having middle schoolers work on a particular project, the teachers asked the students to describe how they would have punished slaves. This was an assignment that they thought was appropriate for Black History Month. What? You know, is there not some sort of a like a side course or an online e-learning type deal that you do when you're in teacher's college that'll explain to you, hey, listen, when it's Black History Month, here's the guidelines. Here's what you got to do. Don't fuck around with slavery. Oh, there is. I mean, there's curriculum for a reason. This is probably someone that was like spitballing something and didn't realize what they were doing. But it's common sense, isn't it? I thought it was common sense, but you know, that's not all that common these days. Now, the school has apologized to the backlash from parents over the controversial coursework, which they have called a gross error in judgment. Let me read you the quote. First day of Black History Month, and this was issued to my sixth grader at Patrick Marsh Middle School, reads a Facebook post from Desaria Irvins, who alerted the Sun Prairie Area School District to the issue. The history lesson asked sixth graders at the school how they'd penalize a slave who had, and I quote, disrespected his master. Oh, my God. Why do you think that's okay? Oh, I can I can tell you what the explanation was. It aimed to illustrate the politics by having students apply an ancient law called Hammurabi's Code to various situations. The schoolwork said such a disobedient servant would be executed well here we've just reached a new level right like no wonder parents heads are blowing off their shoulders hang on grade six let's not forget grade six this is not a grade 12 assignment either Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no this is sixth grade the sun prairie area district announced that they had placed the teachers involved on administrative leave in line with their district policy and they will continue to investigate the incident what in the actual fuck (laughs) Why did you think that was okay? 
You know, we could certainly sit down and have a conversation about slavery. I mean, that's part of the point of Black History Month. Make people realize what happened. Hopefully they understand why it's wrong. And then we don't repeat the same mistakes. Great. But to give an assignment like that, I mean, I'm trying to see where they were coming from, but I don't see any reasonable explanation for why they thought this was okay. Yeah, there there isn't one. I think that's why. The toilet seat from Hitler's bathroom at his Bavarian retreat is going up for auction. They figure it's going to get about 15 grand for a used toilet seat because it was used by Adolf Hitler. That's why. Why would you spend money on that? What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Ask yourself what the fuck you're going to do with yeah. it. Are you going to sit on it? Are you going to use it? Are you going to invite people to come over and use your bathroom? Like, like, hey, take a shit there. That's where Hitler shit. Even if you own a small museum, okay, and you collect artifacts specifically to do with the Holocaust, let's say, why the fuck would you want? What would you say about that piece? What would you say about it? Would <laughs> you want to set up like one of those, hey, take your photo, put your head through this <laughs> fucking toilet <laughs> ring. Hey, great, su- <laughs> great souvenir, right? <laughs> Cheese. <laughs> fucking gross. All the assholes go in here. Stick your head through it. <laughs> Fucker. March 21st, 11.03 a.m. I don't. I haven't looked it up, but I have to think that March twenty first is right around the anniversary of we went into when we went into lockdown. Yeah, it's Does, close. I think it was like a little bit mid mid March. Was it? it was okay, right. It was during March break, basically. On March twenty first at eleven o three a.m., asteroid two thousand one F O three two is going to skim by the Earth at a speed of twenty one miles per second. Not only is this asteroid the largest space rock we anticipate seeing up close this year, it's also the fastest. NASA has labeled it a potentially hazardous object in the sky. It's between half a mile and 1.07 miles in diameter, and they say it'll pass us at 76,980 miles away. Um, okay, great. But we all make math mistakes, and that's all this is. It's just math to calculate where the Earth's going to be and where the asteroid's going to be. Well, that's to how be they fair, know. These are the best mathematicians in the world. I have a bad day at work every now and again. What if they do? <laughs> if your job is to figure out, huh, March, is that asteroid going to hit us? Like, should we start doing something about it now? No, no, it'll be fine. It's 76,000 miles away. Are you sure? Like, can you just double check my work here? It's kind of like when I ask you how to spell shit. You know, just out of an abundance of caution. I'm a smart guy. I'm fairly good at spelling, but I always run things by cat first if I'm not sure. I would love to think that at NASA, if somebody calculates this, they don't just put their pen down and say, all right, guys, we're good. Yeah. I hope there's somebody double checking. Just saying. Oh, I said that's supposed to be minus, not plus. Well, we're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. The decimal was supposed to go after the third number. Um, Nah, we'll probably be fine. It'll be good. We were supposed to carry the three. Fuck. Well, here we are. Guys, it was supposed to be squared. Okay. (laughs) Well, shit. Shit. Uh, Last but certainly not least, McDonald's is bringing back the Shamrock Shake and the Oreo Shamrock McFlurry early this year. Good. 
Doesn't February fifteenth. You you're a shamrock. Yeah, you're a shamrock shake guy. So this must make you pretty happy. Yeah, I love the shamrock shake, and I don't drink milkshakes at any point in the year. But I'll usually have at least one, sometimes two, during the lead up to St. Patrick's Day. There's a couple of things, dessert wise, that do it for me every time. I'm not a cheesecake guy. I'm not an icing guy. But certain things I like. Shamrock shake is one of them. Carrot cake is the other. And today is National Carrot Cake Day. You have an issue with this particular uh, vegetable that's being used in fruit? Yeah, I, I don't like carrots anyway. Like, I just don't like anything about carrots. And I faked it for so long. Like, I was like, yeah, no, I don't mind carrots. Carrots are fine. Oh, maybe a little bit of brown sugar on the carrots. Like, if you got to put fucking brown sugar on something just to <laughs> swallow it and not hate your life, there's a problem. So I just don't like carrots at all. Like, I don't even get mad at my kids if they don't want to eat their carrots. Because I'm like, yeah, fuck. I understand, man. I hate them. Like, they're terrible. But that said, so to put them in a dessert for me, ugh. I also had a couple of, it might be if you go back to my childhood, <laughs> this is going to sound more fucked up than it is, but I remember ha- trying carrot cake before, but you know the kind that like some people like their like extra stringy carrot pieces in there, mm. or just like a fucking gross string of carrot right in the middle of the cake. Like that's just gross to me. So the whole thing just kind of grosses me out. I'm all about cream cheese frosting though. More things that work should have cream cheese frosting. I'm about that life, but the carrot cake can fuck off. <laughs> I'm about the cream cheese icing life. I'm good. I'm Atta good girl. with that. Like cream cheese icing, there's nothing wrong with that. But just don't put it on on carrots, please. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Um, I think that's it for today, but I do want to thank everybody who reached out yesterday following our conversation about real estate. I had so many DMs after yesterday's podcast. One of them in particular I want to highlight. Uh, It was from someone who is a mortgage underwriter. This is the person who makes the decision on whether or not you're going to get that home you want. And she pointed out to me that if you don't have that traditional 20% down payment, you can put down less, but then you've got to pay through the nose to get CMHC insurance on that. And that costs a lot of fucking money. Mm -hmm. Like it would have been cheaper to just save for the down payment in the first place. I I had a great conversation with a lot of people yesterday about real estate, and there's a lot of people feeling that frustration. If you didn't hear that episode, go back and listen to that. It was posted yesterday, and then tomorrow we will have another one. Uh, and tomorrow we can talk a little bit more about the back-to-school plan because that's coming down today. Are we good? I think we're good, yeah. Um, have yourselves yeah. a great hump day, and, and, uh, and I don't have anything else. Uh, And uh, don't fuck around. Yeah. How about that? Don't fuck around. Yeah. You know? Don't fuck around. You know what's supposed to be happening here right now. (laughs) Maybe you're supposed to be working. Don't fuck around. Stop fucking around now. Yeah. Maybe you're thinking, I better get out of this relationship before Valentine's Day so I don't have to buy them anything. Don't fuck around. Don't fuck around. How about that? (laughs) In the most condescending way I can say it. Have a great day. No words of wisdom.